0: Hello everybody, MegazardX here, back at the end to give y'all another very exciting Zarkats episode and that being none other than my Zarcast podcast episode 26. Okay, there, there was quite a bit of stuff that happened within the past two weeks. So much so, I originally had a plan to, to talk about a lot of different other random topics. Then out of nowhere, Nintendo announced that there was gonna be a Nintendo Direct. And I was like, oh freaking shoot. And there was so much jam-packed into that presentation. I have to go back through all my other topics and scrap all the stuff that I thought may have not been as important. Maybe it'll come back in the next episode. Who knows? But I have to scrap away a lot of different stuff, turn a couple of other topics into quick news, because the primary main focus for this one will be just about the Nintendo Direct and all of the announcements that has shown. And it is quite a bit of stuff, though. But I hope all of y'all are having a wonderful day and stuff. Um, this this episode's happened live. On the Sunday of the Super Bowl, so if you happen to be watching the Super Bowl um, like myself, I hope that um, I hope it's really good, good contest. I'm not really going for one team or the other, so to say, though, but. I feel like it should be pretty good. And I'm pretty sure that halftime show is going to be pretty entertaining as well, though. So that's the reason why I moved this podcast up to the mid-afternoon and started doing it at night. Because who knows what kind of festivities and stuff I'll be caught up in uh, once that game goes down and it's live and stuff like that, though. So I hope all y'all having a good day, though. So uh, we're going to go ahead and transition over to some of our quick news topics. And the first, and let's just go ahead and do it because quite a bit of stuff to talk about. And I don't want to dilly-dally. Any further though so let's go ahead and jump straight up into that quick news all right so right off the bat sony has managed to buy Bungie. it seems like the acquisition I'm, I'm literally going to call this the acquisition wars um uh, it seems like the acquisition wars are coming in hot like left and right because my goodness like we literally had microsoft purchased bethesda and that was insane at the time and we were like oh my goodness like how you know how they're going to deal with the exclusivity and all of that stuff with those games though they turn around in the month of january right beginning of the year 2022 and then they turn around and say hey we're buying blizzard activation blizzard and i'm like oh my gosh like there's so many different IPs. Spyro, Crash, The Call of Duty. Call of Duty's big and it's really big on PlayStation. And it seems like you know PlayStation might be you know kind of worried and frightened. Like, oh shoot, what the heck is going on? Like they had to make some calls to Microsoft themselves. Be like, hey, what's going on with this? Because they make a lot of revenue off of Call of Duty and a lot of other stuff, though. And then um, turns around. And I know this wasn't in retaliation to the to the the uh, Activision Blizzard acquisition, though. But maybe more so to the to the Bethesda one, because there is enough time where they could have made this. Um, Made some of the plans and some of the footwork for it after the Bethesda announcement, though. But yes, they bought Bungie, and it's kind of crazy because Bungie are the original create or the create or original developer, should I say, that actually helped create some of the first Halo games. So it's like PlayStation bought somebody that helped make the Halo games like that, and then you turn around and got Microsoft purchasing Activision Blizzard, which had like Crash, which was like a heavy associated um, Sony character. Not necessarily Sony owned the IP or nothing like that, though. But you kind of thought about it with PlayStation because you know those Crash games came out on that system, though. So it's kind of crazy. I was kind of going two ways, though. But this active or these um these acquisition wars, it's been getting kind of crazy. It kind of makes you think, like, shoot, is this the only one? But then I think there were some reports that PlayStation this is like the first of what could be more. And it seemed like PlayStation actually kind of wanted to create a lot of live service games and stuff like that, though. So, yeah, so don't expect this to be the last acquisition you hear about in the year of 2022, because I've been hearing from some places that there's going to be some more happening in this year, though. I just honestly hope that we don't get anything. um, No one buys Capcom and no one buys Square Enix, because I prefer those games. Coming out to the consoles or whatever they like to choose, especially Square Enix though. That Square Enix be making some really good games, stuff that could favor PlayStation ecosystem, stuff that can favor the Switch, especially the Switch ecosystem. So I just kind of wanted the later hands off of that. But that's um, that was basically it in terms of that quick news for Sony buying Bungie though. But as always, let me know uh, what you think about this, whether it be in the comment section down below or if you just at me on Twitter or anything like that, because. uh these acquisition wars, it, it, it's truly something. It's truly something. Now, moving over to my second and last little bit of quick news. We did get confirmation from some of the developers that, yes, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two is planned for a reveal in the year of 2022. And I was like, oh my goodness, like that right there. I'm like, okay, I, I just can't wait to see how this game looks. And I feel like, especially coming off of the heels of Final Fantasy VII, because, you know, we had the original game that came out, what was it, the year 2020? Golly, the COVID year. And then turn around the next year in 2021 in the summer, they had the Integrate um, DLC. So I was like, you know what? Since they got the groundwork and the engine kind of going for this game, I'm hoping for a quicker turnaround in terms of them making these Final Fantasy VII, um remake parts. Who knows how many parts are going to be. It'd be kind of funny if they wound up doing three different parts, because there was like, what, three different discs for the game back in the day on the, the original PlayStation and whatnot, though. But I mean, you you just never know with this. You never know. But I am excited to see when it's going to be revealed. If it's going to get revealed anywhere, most likely, it's probably going to be E3. Because um, at least with E3, you know, that's a really big stage and stuff like that. So that's the window frame I'm expecting. If they're going to show it anywhere, it's probably going to be there with another Square Enix presentation, or something like that. Because I'm pretty sure Sony ain't going to show up to E3 like they did in the past couple of years. So it's going to be Square Enix showing that off themselves, though. But I'm really excited about that, though. But that's basically it in terms of some of my quick news topics that I had. I just wanted to quickly go through and just talk with y'all about it, though. But now let's go ahead and jump over to some of our bigger news. So we're going to jump over to our main topics for the gaming news. So first up, before we talk about the Nintendo Direct and all the announcements that was announced in there, I had to talk about, you know, the, the Switch fiscal sales that have been currently going on with the system right now. Because now the Switch has managed to finally sell over 100 million units, actually roughly around a little more than 103 million units, meaning that it has officially beaten the Wii and it has beaten... Um, the original PlayStation 1. So now it's like, oh, shoot, that's that's kind of crazy right there. And essentially where we're at right now is, I think in terms of the console sales, next up will be, I believe it's like the Game Boy, and then the DS, and then you also got, you know, the PlayStation 4 to also be, and as well as the, the top one being the, well, a couple of two, the top ones, DS, and then slightly above it being the PlayStation 2 so depending on how long they have these um life cycles for the switch i mean it might be possible it could challenge the ps2 given enough years like if we get another five years on this system i mean who knows we we it, it might be a little bit crazy though but there's some other little numbers i also wanted to talk about at least in terms of the game sales and how many you know units have they moved in terms of that though because some of these uh switch sales Oh my gosh, it's it it, it it's, it's been really crazy, I will say that, it is really crazy though. So let's go ahead and start off with the top 10 list, and we'll start off at number 10. So at number 10, we have Ring Fit Adventure, selling at 13.53 million units. I think that managed to sneak up in there, and I think it actually managed to kick out Splatoon 2, which... Was a little over 10 million. It might have been like halfway between 10 million and 11 million, but it seems like that's the number 10 unit, which is kind of fairly good for a fitness um, game because, man, that game can actually kick your butt. Moving up, we had another one slip up in here Pokemon Brilliant Dining and Shining Pearl. At 13.97, basically almost 14 million units, though. Um, within the next update, it's probably going to surpass the current number eight, though. But just to see that game just jump up there like that, it's pretty crazy. Pretty good on Game Freak. I, I just personally didn't prefer it because if you have to play original Diamond of Pearl or Platinum, I would say that those games, especially Platinum, they didn't do enough changes to it. Well, they did some quality of life changes to it, though. But outside of the quality of life changes, though... Um, not too much kind of going on with those games, it wasn't a significant amount of difference, and I just kind of stopped after the seventh gym because I felt like I seen like a good amount of what I really needed to see up in those games. Um, moving up to number eight, we had Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee at 14.33 million units, though. And then one step up above that, then we get a little bit of a leap. We have Super Mario Party at 17.39 million units. I really wish I would see. Um, Mario party superstars actually surpass that make us send a message or a statement to nintendo because we do like some of that classic stuff Because i'm enjoying the crap out of that game, especially when you can play that game online with friends I mean, it's really nice though and then jumping up to number six super mario odyssey at 23.02 million and you know everything else is like 20 million plus club. So yeah, so really good on that game though now this one, we need, we need to talk about it just a little bit more than just the amount of units that it just sold. Because uh, currently right now, it at the number five spot, Pokemon Sword and Shield has sold 23.9 million units. And the interesting thing about this game is Pokemon Sword and Shield has sold so high in the Pokemon series, it's at the number two spot in terms of games that have sold um, the top performing um, Pokemon games which is crazy, the only one that's underneath is the original Pokemon Red, Blue, and Green, and I think maybe technically it counts Yellow, but that is just crazy to fathom, because you know, Pokemon was so big when it originally uh, launched on the Game Boy, you know, it was just like a new phenomenon and stuff like that though, and I'm I'm pulling up the list right now, I mean, Crystal at the very bottom at 6.3 million, we'll jump up to one, two, three, four, five, we'll jump up to the number six spot, number six spot, Was Sun and Moon at 16.27 million? X and Y was at 16.58 million. Diamond and Pearl was at 17.67 million. Gold and Silver, some games that had quite a bit of content, especially when you go back in the day and notice how Kanto was added on top of Joe. So that was quite a bit of expansive post game. That was 23.7 million units. And at number two, we had that Sword and Shield that I just reported on, 23.9 million and get this red green and blue was 31.38 million units so we're almost basically at 24 million for sword and shield and the gap between it and red blue and green uh just doing a quick math the top of my head is roughly about in the camp of seven million units so if you could think if sword and shield could sell another seven million units it could possibly manage to reach and pass um reach and pass the original gym one game so seven so basically if sword and shield managed to hit 30 million units or roughly around that ballpark well this actually has to be a little more than that it has to be 31.38 million but once you get in the neighborhood of 30 million Oh, shoot, we might see a new king. And it's kind of funny, the, despite all of the discrepancies and debates and stuff about Sword and Shield and its contents, its HD, the visuals, how it looks like that, the whole national decks, like you can't use every Pokemon up in there. Despite all of this, that just lets you know that how big a, you know the brand awareness is for Pokemon in general is. And how much of the casual fans might not necessarily care about it in terms of their hardcore fans that could be, you know, getting older, a little bit more seasoned in their years, though. So, that is something to note. So, I I really have to point that out. That is just, that's just crazy just thinking about that. Now, moving up to number four, we have The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild at 25.8 million units. It might make its way up to 30 million, maybe. I don't know. Breath of the Wild 2 is almost about to come out. So, I don't know. It's going to stop somewhere between 25 and 30, I have a feeling for. Then we look up into the top three. We got Super Smash Bros. Ultimate at 27.4 million units. That's pretty crazy. It will eventually crack that neighborhood of 30 million and hit that 30 club, but that's just crazy. Man, I really enjoyed that game, though, and lately, I don't know. I don't know if it's my internet that improved or whatnot, though, but I felt like I played some online uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate on my Twitch lately. And when I played all those sessions on there, I did not notice a hint of lag. It might be my internet connection, or I don't know if they're, and, and, you know, because, you know, Nintendo's been working with their newer online infrastructure, the one that basically runs Monster Hunter Rise and it also runs Super Mario Party, I mean, Mario Party Superstar, should I say. So I don't know if they're incorporating that, or it's just better internet connection, though. But I had a better online experience. We'll see how that kind of goes on in the future. At number two, man, the thing that rose up like a weed in the middle of the night. Animal Crossing, New Horizons at 37.62 million units. Just crazy to think that that game has sold that much, almost in the span of two years. I mean, once March comes around, it'll be roughly about two years, and it almost sold thirty, almost 40 million in two years. That's just sick and insane. My goodness. And then lastly, but not least, the king that can never be stopped, and it seems like they're gonna be going on a, on a crazy mission Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has sold 43.35 million units. That game will not stop selling. And I'm like, what the actual heck? I'll have more things to say on Mario Kart 8 Deluxe as we start talking about the, you know, the announcements that were made during the Nintendo Direct though. But it's just crazy to think that that game has sold that. And it just seems like it will not stop selling. We don't really need a Mario Kart 9 uh, at this point. The way that thing is selling, or at least from Nintendo's point of perspective. Yes, I know some fans have been crazy for a Mario Kart 9 or um, or some DLC or also like a Nintendo kart. But I mean, just saying, I mean, when you look at numbers like this, does it really seem necessary? Not necessarily, though. But it is interesting the way how Nintendo is uh approaching all of this in terms of their approach so oh goodness it, it is going to be crazy it is going to be crazy but yeah so honestly that's honestly all the stuff i want to report in terms of the fiscal report so we got to see that new top 10 crazy out sword and shield actually sold better than most of the, all the other pokemon games except for red blue and green and it seems like it might be running and gunning for those We'll see if it can manage to surpass that before Gen 9 comes out. Because if Gen 9 comes out before Gen um, 8 can manage to get up to the red, blue, green, yellow, or not yellow, red, blue, green cells, it might not hit that. But we'll just have to wait and see until that actually happens, though. That's all of the news I had in terms of the Switch fiscal reports. So now we're going to go ahead and bounce it on over to the main meat and potatoes um, for this discussion for today, for the podcast, is that newest... And brand new Nintendo Direct. Because whole freaking shoot. It was announced on February 8th. I looked at it and I noticed that, you know, the Nintendo account kind of went silent for the past three days leading up to this. I was like, wait a minute. This could be the day they announced it. They announced it on the 8th. And I don't think anybody on the internet, unless you just got poor tasting games, was ready for this Direct. Because they literally came out swinging on this sucker. Like, oh freaking shoot, man. And they started it off with a big bang. And honestly, when you thought it was good, and you thought they couldn't show anything else better than the previous announcement, they, they just kept it coming. They kept the ball rolling. And it was a party that was just never stopping, though. Because at the very beginning of the direct, we got the announcement that a new fireman game was being made. And honestly, I was looking at this. I was like, I knew that uh, we were due for something fireman related, whether it had been what's been kind of going around from my sources that I've been hearing, either a brand new Fire Emblem, a spinoff, or a remake of a Fire Emblem game, which I'm pretty sure that would be genealogy of a holy war. And it seems like we got the spinoff first. And it is none other than Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. <laughs> it seems like they're basically, they're using the, the, the roster of the Fire Emblem Three Houses and incorporating this into a Fire Emblem Warriors game. So literally, it's like once um once Koei Techno got done, with this game or with Hyper Warriors Age of Calamity, it seemed like maybe they started focusing on this game. I really do hope that this game does run better than the um the Hyper uh, Warriors Age of Calamity because there was a little bit of frame rate, some little things with the resolution and stuff like that. So I was like, okay. I was like, and it really did catch me by surprise. I didn't think we were going to get the get the spin-off first out of the three different possibilities for new fire emblem games so i i really did love and enjoyed it, it I, I was kind of and i was like at first i thought like, wait will i get it or will i not get it i'm like bro it's three houses characters i love this game i was like i put over 200 something hours to get done with all three of the main routes and got partially the way through to a fourth route um uh, doing the black eagles but then you don't decide to go with Edel- edelgard so Honestly, this is really cool. And one thing I did want to kind of put out there in terms of the story. I mean, it is set in the same universe, but it is kind of weird. It's like, wait, there's so many different paths in three houses. Which way could they go with this? And I honestly think that they're probably going to go with a very unique route that is a little bit different than, um, than what actually happened in the original game, though. That's that's what I'm honestly thinking or expecting from them, though. And wouldn't it be really cool if they actually took... There was one point in the story, and I'm not trying to, you know, spoil this thing too much, though. It ain't been out for a while, though. But there's one part of the story where Violet is literally out of condition for five years. Wouldn't it be nice if this actually kind of explained everything that was going on in the middle of the five years while Violet was out? I mean, of course, you see, like, their pre-designs, like, before what could be a time skip. But then the thing that kind of throws that out the water is you still see Bileth in there in part of this trailer. So then it's like, well, if Bileth's in there, that should be before time skip. If bottom weren't there, that should be after. I don't know if they actually would go that route, but it would be interesting if they did kind of fill in the gap. So I don't know. So anyway, other than that, a really good way to kind of start off this Nintendo Direct, and, I, and I've just been loving and enjoying every little thing um, that was showcased off in this first trailer. So they started off with a pretty big bang and i'm looking at and i'm looking at them like this i was like oh shoot i knew some i knew we were in for a very good presentation though next up we did get the uh, um we get did get a new look at uh oh gosh (laughs) just trying to think of the name (laughs) but anyway we got a brand new look at advanced wars one and two reboot camp and you know what i could tell they put some more stuff up in this thing because um in terms of resolution it looks a little better it looks a little bit cleaner they add voice acting for all of the the different lines that the different battle commanders can actually say and stuff like that you can customize the maps and stuff i mean it looks really good i've been debating whether or not back and forth would i get this game or not and honestly i don't know if i do it'll probably be at some later point or maybe like in the month of may when like not too much stuff is coming out i don't know though but Honestly, from everything I've seen in this game, it looks really nice and really enjoyable. So it looks like WayForward has definitely put in a lot of work in this. And if we do happen to get another Advanced Wars game, I mean, that, that mess got to stick with. um That has to stay with them. There, there's just no way you can get around it, though. But yeah, that is coming out in April 8th. Oh, and also the Fire Emblem. Yeah, that was coming out in the middle of June or beginning of June. So you know what? Not, I felt like everything that they announced so far was definitely staying on the front end of first half of the year which that's what they said most of these games um that are coming out in this presentation for most of the release dates it was primarily for the first half of the year with maybe a couple exceptions if you're just considering the first six months of the year though but then they move over to no man no man's sky which you know is a, a game that was getting ported over though so if you're a fan of that series though I mean, you you can look forward to this. It seems like, you know, and honestly, it was kind of funny. Some people were, uh, I was watching through some reactions and stuff, and it seemed like most people were saying, oh, um, this probably could be a cloud game. Does it look like a cloud game? It actually looks like it's actually running natively, because otherwise they would have said something if it was going to be a cloud game, though. So, yeah, so that was pretty good um, as well, the fact that they were able to, you know, bring this over to the Switch, though. So, you know, if you're a fan of that series, um, you, you might as well look forward to it, though. But then the next game after No Man's Sky, which that was coming out in the summertime, is none other than Mario Strikers. That was another what the heck after we got the Fire Emblem Warriors announcement because I was like, never did I think we were gonna get another um, another Mario Strikers game. Like like we were going through our Mario sports games. We had tennis. We had golf, so it kind of made me think like, well, what the heck is, heck is next? I was thinking we might have got baseball, but no, they came out with Mario Strikers. I was like, oh, shoot, this game's going to be lit fire. I mean, actually, recently, while I was going through and getting some of my GameCube collecting and stuff like that, I did manage to pick up um, Mario Strikers on the GameCube, so the only one I'll be missing out of the series is technically the Wii version, though, but just playing that just a little bit, oh my gosh, there's just a lot of charm, I just love that art style, though. So yes, it is your classic five v five. Technically, it feels like four v four because you can only control four of the players at any given moment, though. But honestly, they're showing a lot of good stuff in this game, and I was like, oh my gosh! And the fact that locally you can do, you can play this game up to eight players, like literally, that's the most that you can do on a first party IP game in quite some time locally since like Smash Brothers Ultimate. And which when I look at that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like that is this crazy. But also looking at all of this stuff, I'm like, oh, my goodness, there's customization with the, with the gear and the different layouts that you can do like that. And there's two and there's different strategies um, depending on that. And the hyper the hyper strike looks absolutely clean, man. Like, oh, my goodness, like, bro, that, that just looks freaking insane. But anyway, and then that wasn't the main kicker because also you can play these games online and they did mention that there are going to be clubs. And I'm like, wait a minute, clubs? Up in the Mario Strikers game? I'm like, what the freak? You can literally have a club of up to 20 different people. And with those 20 different people, you know, you'll face other clubs. So imagine this, like I have my Zarkas club and it, it'll have like me, my friend Bronto, Atomic, Sonic, you Hacks, uh, Mario, Steven, you know, and then, you know, th- Like, my whole crew. And as long as any four of us are online or whatever, though, we can team up and then battle somebody else in some other club and raise the prestige of our club up and raise it up in the ranks. So that would be a good way to still play, you know, if you only have four people instead of, like, a full-blown eight. You can always team up with four, kind of like Splatoon 2, and then just challenge some random other four in some other club. So that right there is actually going to be pretty interesting in terms of, you know, fighting with your club mates, and then also duking it out against your friends, though. So honestly, some really good stuff. And that comes out June 10th, same month that Fire Emblem Warriors comes out. Like in the first half of June, we get that. Second half, we get Fire Emblem Warriors. So I was like, oh my gosh, like that is sick right there. Absolutely sick. All right, so after we were done with the announcement on Mario Strikers, we did get a brand new look. Of Splatoon 3 and they did confirm that Salmon Run will be coming back and I was like, you know what? I really did enjoy Salmon Run and everything it entailed in terms of its original run But it seems like they of course they're gonna add some new mode or not new modes new bosses to the match And we saw things like the fish stick the one that looked like a dolphin and a few other things so you know honestly I'm kind of ready, you know, to kind of get back in the salmon run because, you know, I, I played it a ton. But then once you've done everything you could out of there, you kind of felt like you were kind of the king of salmon run. I just honestly didn't kind of go back to it in comparison to like playing a bunch of ranked and league battles and stuff like that, though. But I am really looking forward to this. And they did confirm that Splatoon 3, they narrowed down the, the, um, they narrowed down the release window. They went from the year of 2022s at some point. The summer, which I was always expecting it to be summer, i always been calling it like that though. So yes, yeah, so we do know the game is coming out in the summer of 2022, and if I were to kind of give it an exact date, I feel like it's probably going to be in the month of July. I feel like that will probably be the the sweet spot of where they're going to actually you know release this game out on. So honestly, really cool stuff. You even get to chunk the eggs, and I'm like, I love that. The fact that you can chunk those eggs. I'm like, that. That that's just great right there. That's just great. I love that. But anyway, though, so a lot of good stuff that was showcased off in Splatoon 3 right here. And I'm just honestly really looking forward to this game. Because when this game comes out, I'll be playing it for almost a month straight. And that's the thing I was kind of hoping and wishing is there's not too many other games that come out. And I was just calling it maybe the month of July. So that way I can just purely focus on Splatoon 3. Because between Salmon Run and then you got um, League Battle... Le- or not League Battles, Ranked Battles, maybe a little bit of League Battles with me playing with Bronto or somebody like an or Atomic. And then also the single-player campaign. There's just a lot. So, so far, they showed us a little bit of the single-player. They showed us the salmon run. I feel like next time they, they showcase off this game, it's probably going to be something in terms of just the Ranked Battles or Slash League Battles. Because I guess they're slowly showing off all different aspects and stuff like that, though. So, honestly, some really good stuff. Hoping to have a Splatoon 3 Direct. Here soon within the foreseeable future, though. But that's basically it in terms of the Splatoon three stuff. And then you get a, a couple other announcement of some other games that I wasn't too um, um particularly fond of, like Front Mission first, uh, a game that will be coming out sometime in the summertime. And they did confirm that the, um the second game in the series will also be coming out. So if you're a fan of those two games, um you know those will be coming out here fairly soon. Though they did mention about Disney Speedrun um coming out, which Kind of funny having Captain Jack Sparrow drive a car like that. I am like, bruh, no, that dude's supposed to be, um, you know, pirating the ship or whatever, though. But just seeing him um, drive a cart like that in Milan as well is just kind of funny, though. But anyway, we have that game, and that comes out um, this summer as well, though. Let's see, you know, I'm just skipping through some of this stuff. Uh, of course, you got to have a Star Wars game in every presentation. I feel like there's been a Star Wars game at every presentation, though. So. Yeah, we got that. that's coming out a little bit later on. Um, I think the whole entire thing with Assassin's Creed, I felt like that was leaked early, or we got like the ESRB ratings for it, or some- somehow we-, we knew this game was coming, but they officially confirmed it then. And we got like a Gundam Battle Alliance as well um, coming out this summer, though. So, so it's a pretty nice little games for certain people in different audiences, though. But then one that really popped off was the fact that they're bringing Chrono Cross, the Dreamers edition, um, to the Switch, which is kind of crazy. I honestly really wish it was Chrono Trigger they were bringing back, because I heard so many good things about Chrono Trigger in general, where I'm like, oh gosh, I really wish they can just bring that over. I mean, I think I heard about reports that even in the uh, Steam version, um, yeah, even for the Steam version, it seems like they actually messed up some things, at least with the PC port. I think it got maybe a little bit better over time. But outside of that, I mean, it, it's okay. But I really hope that this game does well enough to the point where Square Enix will start looking at chrome Trigger, like, all right, we, we gotta put that game out somehow, some way, though. So I, I don't know. Fingers crossed. And they also bring the Radical Dreamers Edition, something that was on this. Was it the Satella View or something? Like, however they pronounced it though? Some attachment for the um, some attachment for the Super Famicom or something like that. Basically, it shows all some extra text-based bit text based story mission with that game so yeah so it, honestly it's really cool they're gonna take off um they're gonna there's an option on there to turn off random encounters and stuff like that so it's some really good stuff that we saw like with the original port of final fantasy 7 on the switch that's also coming for um chrono cross though so you have that to look forward to and that release date is on april 7th so not too far away in terms of us getting our hands on that, though. So I really did like and appreciate that, though. So yeah, so you can go ahead and pre-order that game on the eShop right now, uh, if you so choose to. So next up, they have Kirby and the Forgotten Land. And you know what? This is a game, I could see all the charm up in there. I could see all the work done up in there. And normally, at least for me, I'm not too much of a crazy Kirby fan, though. But they are doing some really good stuff with this game. Visually, it looks stunning. It looks stunning. And um, they almost sold me on this game just a little bit more. I feel like I will get the game. I just don't know whether or not I'm going to get it at launch because there's a lot of stuff coming out here fairly soon the first half of the year, though. But the whole capture mecha- cap mechanic, which they're calling it like the mouthful mode, where Kirby can kind of suck, suck up a car and then start driving it or suck up a vending machine and start spitting snacks out um, at random enemies and stuff like that it's that mouthful mode reminds me a lot of Mario Odyssey's capture mechanic. I think they kind of pulled some inspiration from it and they started doing that. So, so of course with the regular copy abilities now you have the mouthful ones, it kind of fleshes out the, the different things that is underneath Kirby's um tool belt, even more so than our traditional just copy mechanics. So honestly some really good stuff I'm seeing with Kirby though. And I know there's uh, uh you know, there's always lore in right? most of those Kirby games. And I, I was just looking at the little story trailer um, stuff at the very tail end, and I can tell by the time we're done with the end of this game, if it's if it's anything crazier than the end of what I saw at Kirby Star Allies, I, I know I know uh, hardcore Kirby fans are going to be in for a treat, though. I know my, my good friend Bronto has been trying to convince me to try to get this game. And I was like, I'll, I'll, I think this game or this trailer has probably sold me on the game. It's just the fact that no matter when I will get it. I might get it at May, I just don't feel like I'm going to be able to get it at, um, in March because there's a lot of stuff coming out in March and we're not even done through all the announcements um, for this Nintendo Direct yet though. But so a lot of good things I'm seeing in this Kirby game and I'm actually looking forward to whenever I get my hands on it, playing it. Because if I play Kirby Star Allies, I ought to play this one, which looks a whole lot better and stuff like the fact that you can have town growth, um, depending on how many wall you get, it kind of upgrades your town. And another key, key kicker is the fact that you can upgrade your copy ability. So like, you can use the gutter, and then you can use the chakram cutter um, as just an example of how these different things get upgraded. So, you might run through a level one time, might take you a little bit longer, because depending on how strong your abilities are, you can go back and do it again when they're stronger, and have almost a kind of a different experience, um, depending on how many things... Oh, and that dragon fire ability. Oh, freaking shoot, man. I was like, you know I like myself some dragons, though. So, when I saw that, I was like, oh gosh, y'all are really trying to get me to get this game now, though. But yeah, so honestly, some really good stuff I'm seeing in this Kirby trailer. Don't have to wait too much longer now, because we do know that game comes out in the second half of March, I believe. What was it? What was it? I have to skip on this thing. Yeah, March 25th. And pre-orders are open up now on the eShop, and you can you can go ahead and get this game. That game doesn't have like a really large fi- download file size. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I definitely think it was in the single digits, like something less than five gigs, I felt like if i remember if i remember looking at the right game though but honestly some really good stuff um coming out here on the switch though and then next up we did get a little bit more sports games and we got MLB to show we did hear about this game coming over to the switch if you happen to listen to anybody else that reports on gaming news because the interesting thing about this is, it's technically a PlayStation um, developed game from one of their studios. So it is kind of weird when you look on the box art itself, the fact that you see PlayStation down on one corner of the box art, then you see the Nintendo on the top part of the of the box art. So it's kind of crazy though. But I don't know. There's, there's I, I feel like there's gonna be some fans that will probably will pick this up, and the fact that you have cross progression in this game is actually gonna be really nice for those. So like. You can probably replay it on your PlayStation. And then when you're ready to go out and mobile with it, then you can pick up your Switch and then um, play it on there, though. So there, there are some little nice little features um, for those that really do like this series and stuff like that. I don't know. Is this is the presentation of having both us two twins up on there. I was like, bro, what the heck? Y'all almost look exactly exactly identical, identical though. But that, that was just kind of funny, though. And then we got some confirmation or just some, you know, Bit of updates on games we already knew that was coming, such as the Kingdom Hearts Cloud Editions. That's not too far away from release date because it is coming out this month. And honestly, if you have any other way to play these games, like, shoot, even if you had to get the thing on, what was it, Epic Games, if you are playing it on your PC or try to get it on PlayStation or try to get it on um, Xbox, because literally you can get the all-in-one package that has all these games, 1.5 plus 2.5, the 2.8 and Kingdom Hearts 3. You can get all of that on the um the playstation you know natively so you don't have to worry about the lagginess or something like that with the cloud servers and stuff like that you can get all of that for like roughly about 20 ish or so bucks so yeah so yeah so so honestly some pretty good stuff with that though but i don't know if if that's your only way of playing those games then you might want to do it because um oh shoot honestly i'm just saying i'm just saying i mean if you can find any other way to play those games I just recommend doing that instead of having to um, play it any other way, though. The next one up to bat was Klonoa, which honestly, I was not expecting Klonoa at all. I was not honestly expecting Klonoa at all because the fact that they brought this game back. I know people were begging for this game for years, and I do mean years. Because originally, I think that sucker was stuck on the PlayStation. I think some kind of version of the game, I think, came out on the Wii. Outside of that, there really wasn't too much more that was going on with this game, though. And it was nice for them to actually finally bring that game over and uh, have it on the Switch, so that way all a lot of different other people are able to enjoy this game, though. So yeah, that was something that caught me by surprise. And I know fans of the Klonoa series because I know y'all been starving over there. So the fact that y'all getting this one, and from what I've been hearing, it's been uh, it's a pretty good um, it's a pretty good RPG. Why did I say RPG? It's a pretty good um, platformer. Um, from the, what I've been hearing from most of the fans of the series, cause I know John over there from GDG Gaming has been <laughs> he has been wanting this game for, like, an eon. Uh, and that's the only reason how I kind of recognized and knew what this was, was kind of thanks to him, though. But, yeah, so we don't have to wait too much longer um, for that game to come out. And it's not just, you know, one version of the game. It is the second game in the series as well, though. So, Konoa fans, be happy. You can rejoice, do all that good stuff, that good fun stuff, because um, he's coming to the system here fairly soon. And then next up, um, we got uh, a couple of other different ports and stuff, like Portal, if you happen to be a fan of that, um, that one's coming out, not just Portal, but Portal 2 as well. And then, oh gosh, then this one, this one completely caught me by surprise, because I'm looking at this trailer, and it's coming up, you see a castle in the background, you see the woods and stuff, I'm like, what is this? And then I see like a dinosaur bones. And I see a village. I see a Western thing. I see a boxing arena. And then they say Legend. I thought I was like, wait, they're talking about monasteries? And I was like, no. And they said Legend is alive. And I'm like, what the heck? And then I see the title pop up and it says live, alive. And I'm like, wait, what the heck is this? But then I realized, I'm like, wait a minute. That's like the HD 2D series. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is the game made by Square Enix. But I was like, I don't recognize this. this is this a brand new game or something like that? I'm like I'm looking at it like visually it looks good it reminds me of Octopath Traveler so much as well as um triangle strategy and then they confirmed that Live Alive was a game series that is creating the HD 2D version or engine I don't, I don't know HD 2D style that's probably what I should say and it was a game that originally announced or was released on the Super Famicom back in the day in Japan and never got to make its way over west overseas and now it's finally coming out for us to play over here in the west. I looked at this, I was like, you know what? Square Enix almost got me hooked on the HD 2D series, because I played Octopath, I'm planning on picking up Triangle Strategy, they announced the Dragon Quest Three will come on there in some point in the distant future, might be 2023 at this point. So I knew I was getting all of those, and I was like, dang, I saw this, I was like, bro, I gotta continue the trend, man, because this HD 2D series game looks absolutely phenomenal. And I could see where they got their inspiration for Octopath because they technically did it before way back when with Live Alive. So now I see the inspiration of where Octopath Traveler actually originally came from. And honestly, I love this style so much. And honestly, I thought about how Chrono Cross was coming out for, um, for the Switch here in the month of April. And I'm like, wait a minute. If they went and did Chrono Trigger, you'd have to give it the Final Fantasy VII Remake budget, which I highly doubt that because... I don't know how much of a profit you can turn off of that with a big budget like that. Or just go ahead and do the HD 2D style with it, since it was a Super Famicom game, and, and just go ahead and do it that way. And I think that way will actually be really cool and really clean. So if you got to bring over Crone Sugar some way, I'd love to see it done in the style of triangle strategy and live a lot. But anyway, I think that's all I have to say on this game, though. But I am looking forward to this. And unfortunately, it comes out in July, which is the same month I'm thinking Splatoon 3 is going to come out as well. I'm like, oh, man, please say it ain't so. because I just want to focus on Splatoon 3 when it comes out. But I also want to play this game. And I'm like, oh, something's going to give. Something's going to give. But yeah, pre-orders are open today. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I was like, man, that's looking cool. And I was like, we're kind of getting close to the end of this presentation. What else do they have up? And they hit us with a Nintendo Switch Sports, basically the sequel to Wii Sports. I was like, oh, no, you did not. Because this is honestly something I was expecting them to do early on in the Switch's life. You'd think it would kind of make sense because they bundled um, um, Wii Sports with all of the um, with the Wiis that went back out during the day with it. So you'd think this should have been something that should have came out really early, like the time period of like, when 1-2 Switch came out. But no, I guess to all good things come to those who wait because now, oh shoot, we they have some of the classic sports such as tennis, bowling, um, it did seem like golf is coming, but it will be added as like DLC as a free update later on though, so yeah, we got that bowling, they added some new ones such as bad and volleyball, and now we got soccer up in the game as well though, so some really cool, fun little sports though, but now... The, the big catches—you don't just have to be able to play these locally like what you did on the Wii back in the day. But now you can play them online as well. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I was like, "That is crazy." They also have like the leg strap—the you know the same leg strap that they have for Ring Fit Adventure, where you can um, put that on your leg, and then you can also do like kickboxing or not kickboxing. Man, that'd be crazy. There was kickboxing up in that game. You imagine how many TVs will probably break, bruh. I don't even want—I don't even want to think about that. Man, anyway, no. Um, kicking the ball with soccer with your actual leg, so a lot of good, fun little stuff like that, though. And honestly, I did do some little bit of research on it. It seems like the game is going to be priced at 40 bucks if you buy it digitally, but it seems to be either 50 or 60 bucks if you get it physically because of the leg strap. I saw on Target right now, you can pre order the game right now, and it's 50. Then I looked at Best Buy, and it's 60, and I'm like, wait, what the heck? I don't know. And then you know, Walmart. I think it's marked at 60 right now online, but if you go physically in stores, they always mark the Switch games down by 10 bucks so you could technically get it for 50. So I'm not sure exactly what is the true pricing of it in terms of the physical, whether it's actually 50 or actually 60 MSRP though. But, you know, some really good things though. And then you looked at the characters in the game, and honestly, you, you were thinking, oh man, what are these characters? These aren't my Miis. Like, wait, where are the Miis at? Bring them back. But then you saw a little presentation between uh, the dude that was doing the Nintendo Direct, as well as um, you know the, I wouldn't say like the creator, but especially the one that kind of spearheaded uh, Mario Odyssey. They did a little tech demo over the new sport of volleyball, and it, we got to see their memes pop up in there though, and it was at that point we're like, oh, okay, good, because you know that there's like that one meme out there where it's like like a bunch of dudes trying to watch a reaction they got bored or something like that. Yeah, Takahashi and Koizumi. We got to see both of their um mes And, you know, you, you see that one meme where they're all bored and stuff like that, not excited, and then they're like, yeah, when that's all a good announcement. Yeah, that was most of the internet once you saw your me's. Because it's something about seeing your own self represented in these games that just feels so much better. That's the way how I'll probably be playing the game. Unless I can customize the new avatars and make it look closer to myself. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, though. But honestly, some really good stuff. I can't wait to beat some boys up in some bowling. Like, like literally... Um, square up anybody that wants to play me online because I'll I, I take y'all down. Like, y- y'all gonna get this turkey. Y'all gonna get this turkey, eat that up, and I'll serve you some ham too because I'll, I'll start bowling them strikes and you won't even see that mess coming. And it does seem like you can, like, play against, like, a lot of different people online, like, maybe, like, eight different people on t- at, online at one time, though. So, honestly, some good things coming, and I'm about to beat everybody's butt and t- bowling and tennis. It ain't gonna be no joke. I'm gonna come up in there. I'm gonna go ham on all y'all. Y'all ain't ready for this. Y'all just ain't ready for this because Weed Sports back in the day, since everybody had a wee, literally, like I had it, uh, my uncle's family had it, my aunt's family had it, so anytime when anybody else kind of came over to our house or whatever though, they're like, all right, let's square up in either tennis or bowling, those are like the two most popular sports, and I was like, all right, come on, let's go, and it was always serious, like we, we were always going hunt him on there, kind of disappointed that boxing isn't kind of confirmed for it, oh man, we threw down boxing too quite a bit though, but, yeah, so that is some really good stuff. And they did mention that there is going to be an online playtest. So that does kind of give me hope for the games that could be coming out in the future um, for anything online. So I was like, oh, my goodness. So I'm glad that um, I'm glad that we're actually getting some uh, some online playtesting um, for this game, though. So some really good stuff in terms of some things that we could expect from this game in the future, though. So hopefully the online is, you know, tightly niched especially for tennis, because tennis, oh, man, it gets pretty intense like that. Bowling, you know, that would be a little bit better because you're probably only looking only on your screen or whatever, though. But, yeah, so honestly, some really good things coming. Did not expect for us to get another sports game like that, uh, akin to, like, Wii Sports back in the day, though. So I was like, oh, okay, man, they can't hit us with nothing else any crazier than that. And then they, you know, they go ahead and do that drum rhythm game and stuff like that. This one almost kind of got close to the highlight reel stuff. Um, They did give us a new look at Triangle Strategy, which I'm really am looking forward to this game. It is coming out in the early part of March. There is a prologue demo that is out right now where you can play the game for about uh, up to the third chapter and they do the whole save progression thing goes over into the full game of whenever you actually manage to uh, get your hands on it and actually play it. So that is pretty cool. And from everything I've been hearing, like I heard one of my friends played it it took them roughly about four-ish hours, so I'm holding off on playing the demo until we get like within like two weeks or probably one week, since it's only four hours. That way, I can have like a feeling of oh, I'm playing the game just a little bit early, and that way I can go seamlessly from the um, the demo to the to the main game. So that's why I was planning on doing that. They also showed off a, a new look for the Cuphead DLC, um, introducing Miss Chalice, a lot more crazier bosses. I won't be bothered to get this, though. But it does seem like Miss Chalice will um, be a little more user-friendly for most people because she has to double jump and, like, a, a dodge barrel roll and stuff like that to help invade attacks a little bit better, though. Now, one thing that got me kind of psyched up, I was like, wait a minute. They were announcing that some new content in terms of free updates is coming to Metroid Dread. A couple of modes. One, the Dread mode, where if you get hit once, that will be it. That's the end of the game. Game over. And then you got to restart And then also they got the one that's like a rookie mode where they give you more additional health. So I was like, oh, okay, that'll be kind of interesting probably to go and watch people play the game. I'm pretty good playing Metro games, but I don't know if I'm good enough to where if I ran through a level or not level, run through a certain area and then try not to get hit at all. Because I feel like against some bosses, I'm just naturally going to get hit or something like that. But though that was only the first of what is two updates that is confirmed right now, because the second update, Will come out around uh, late April, where we'll get to see a Bosch Rush mode. So I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So yeah, so we got a couple of updates. Um, in terms of the um the Dread mode and Rookie mode, those are out right now. But I heard in terms of you being able to have access to the Dread mode, you got to beat the normal game, then you got to beat the beat the game in hard, and then I think you unlock like Dread mode. So in case you're not having to see it there um right now when you update your thing, but I think Rookie mode is able it should be there for everybody um right from the start though so yeah some really good stuff that's coming out for metroid dread and i am looking forward to it it probably will cause me to pick up the game uh, and play it a little more just to, especially for the boss rush mode because there were some cool bosses in there though so i am looking forward to it though then we started getting some updates for the nintendo switch online and we saw nes and snes and they said something's bound for the nintendo switch i should have recognized that the wording right there though but the second i heard the music and i saw the b i was like heck yes EarthBound is finally added to the Switch Online. Thank goodness. And for all of y'all that hadn't played EarthBound before, this game is phenomenal. It's literally up there in like my top 10 RPGs of all time. Because, I mean, this game, oh, shoot. It's just, it's just an all-time classic right there. You can't go wrong with this game right here, though. And I do recommend, um, out of this, and they also dropped EarthBound Beginnings, which was the game that came out before this, and what was it? It was first dropped on the Wii U um, back in the day. I did buy it on the Wii U as well. Never got all the way through it because it is a rougher version of Earthbound. And I feel like it's best explored. If you're going to try to play these games out, start off with Earthbound on the SNES. Play that one first. And then if you really love and enjoy it, you can dabble with Earthbound Beginnings because it, has not as, it hasn't aged nearly as well as um, original Earthbound. But if you enjoy Earthbound, then um, I like how I say original, even though it's the second game in the series. It has an age as well, so that way, when you're looking at Earthbound, and then you look back at Earthbound at beginnings, you have more appreciation for the series in terms of um, in terms of everything that they're doing for it, though, and where it kind of originated and where it has came from, though. But the game will is out right now. So if you want to play these games, you have the Switch Online service where you have the regular base or the expansion pack, you can be able to play these games. I highly recommend it. There's also a strategy guide that's available on Nintendo's website. So check that mess out because I remember back in the day when I was playing on the Wii U, I was able to have the strategy guide in my hand while I was on the Wii U game tablet. And then if you looked up at the top screen, I was primarily playing the game up on there. So I was like, oh, okay. So I got to look down, look at the strategy guy, then look back up and see everything that was playing out on the top screen in terms of what I was doing on the game, though. Because literally Pooh, Pooh has like four equipable items. I could think like what headgear um, his body gear, leg weapon and all of that stuff or pants or should I say or whatever, though. I think maybe feet, I can't remember. But anyway, there's like four different things that you can usually equip on most characters. Like, you know, you have Jeff, you, you have the girl, and then you have Ness, and then Pooh. Poo's items were actually kind of harder and were, were literally out there because you can only find his stuff in certain dedicated spots in the game. And I know one of them, I think there was like one that it was like a random drop encounter from you beating a certain um, enemy in a dinosaur area. I would have not even known about that, had not been for the strategy guy that literally tells you about all of Pooh's equipable items. So if you're planning on this getting this game, I do recommend that because they do give you tips and hints on some of the bosses because otherwise you'd be kind of scratching your head back in the day if you were playing this game and didn't have any assistance whatsoever or at least you couldn't maximize on what you could potentially do In the game though because it is out there and it's it's not like your easy rpg it is a little tough but it is rewarding when you get through all that stuff though but yes that game is out there now and i can't recommend it um hardly enough though but yeah so that was really good coming off of the tales of a new thing for the nintendo switch online i mean they just kept hitting us with announcement after announcement i was like oh my gosh and then they hit us with the sizzle reel trailer um for you know all different future games coming out though they did show demon slayer off on there which i might have to kind of keep my eye out on because most of the time anime games on um you know on consoles with the exception of like dragon ball dragon ball is really good and then i picked up my hero academia because i'm just a really big my hero academia fan so i did have to check that one out though but most other games that are like anime based ones aren't necessarily really too good but i am going to check out that demon slayer one see more footage on the game stuff like that because it does look pretty clean um, and it is surprising Sega <laughs> is helping to make that one though. So I was like, what the heck? But anyway, once they were done with all of the, the highlight reel games though, we got near to the very end. And then we got to see this dude mention how, all right, for an update for you Mario Kart fans out there. I was like, oh shoot, are we getting Mario Kart 9 or is it the Nintendo Kart? And Nintendo over here looking like, ah, uh, yes, but no, really more so. No, we ain't doing what y'all want to do. Because what we're actually going to do is add DLC to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. The game that cannot stop selling. Yeah, we're finally putting DLC in this game. Five years. Nearly five years after its launch. I'm like, what the heck? And they started off and they showed Coconut Mall in this music. I was like, it's a done deal. It's a wrap. You're going to get everybody and their mama to pick up this DLC. And if they hadn't picked up Mario Kart 8 yet, because maybe they're like some of the few people that might have bought it on Wii U. And was like, well, I have it on Wii U. I don't want to get it on the Switch. Maybe you don't have some friends to play with. No, this booster course pass is coming out. And golly, I was thinking about it. I was like, man, they're adding so many different um, courses, um, older courses from the series um, history, though. And it's not just... Um, wait, hold on. I was just trying to go back here and pause this thing a little bit, though. But yeah, it's not just... um. It's mainly just old courses. It's not anything brand spanking new. It's just updates on the old courses that we got, and they're just HD remastering them um, for the Switch um, here in the foreseeable future, though. And the games will be released out in waves. So, obviously, we'll get courses from um, the Super Famicom, or I mean, not Super Famicom, or technically, yes, though, but um, from the SNES, for the GBA, Mario Kart 64, Double Dash, Mario Kart DS, Mario Kart Wii, Mario Kart 7, and the surprising one, Mario Kart Tour, which for most people that haven't dabbled with the mobile game too much, and that's going to be the big kicker right there um, for Mario Kart Tour because those courses, for most people, unless you went through and played through a lot of the, um, through a lot of the different courses on that game on the mobile side, are going to feel like some brand new courses for most people. So honestly, I was genuinely shocked and surprised by all this. I was like, man, that's some really good stuff. But how many DLC courses we're we talking about? Originally, I was thinking on the lines of uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. They, oh, not Marker Eight Deluxe. Marker Eight in its original DLC. When they added like what four, eight, twelve, six, like they added four different cups, and you know each cup has like four racetracks in it. So I was thinking, oh, we're only gonna get ah uh, sixteen courses and call it a done deal. I don't know how they were gonna price it or whatever though. No, no, no. These these rascals was like, no, you're not getting what you think might be sixteen because bang, we're giving you forty-eight courses launched in six different waves. I was like. Bro, that's literally taking Mario Kart 8 Deluxe's courses. Which remember, original Mario Kart 8 had like eight different cups. The DLC added four more for like a grand total of eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. No, they doubled everything that we have currently now, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, for the booster course pack. I was like, oh freaking goodness. And they said the first wave is gonna um or the first wave is gonna be dropped out. Um in March, early March, and then we are gonna get all of the rest of the stuff by the end of 2023. And I was like, Oh my goodness, I did not surely expect all of this stuff, and even in the first wave, we're getting we coconut mall, um, and we even getting n sixty four choco mountain which man I, I was playing that game hard back in the day we get tokyo blur um originally from mario kart tour Matt kind of makes you think is this um technically mario kart tour or they're really kind of considering mario kart 9 because i mean now it's part of the main series and stuff like that though it is kind of crazy to think about all of this though so i was like oh my gosh and i was like well what's the pricing for this thing and they said oh it's only going to be 24.99 And you can buy that as the booster course pass. So I was like, oh, okay, not that bad. I think what the math roughly comes out to be as like 50 cents-ish or so um, per, I feel like it's like 50 cents or so per course. So I was like, oh, okay, that's not too terribly bad. I was like, that's actually fairly good or whatever though. So I was about willing to chuck out my wallet and say, hey, here's my money. Let's go ahead and have at it. So I was like, this is brand new Mario Kart stuff. I'm about to throw down with some of my bros and we, we we about to race until kingdom comes or whatever though. And pre-orders are now open up today. But the big kicker is that's not the only way how you can get this DLC because you can get this DLC by being a part of the Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack. Yes, they are adding this game to it. Now, it is a really smart business decision, the fact that they did this, because most people... If you go back and look at the fiscal sales that I talked about earlier in the podcast, they did mention how we we didn't talk about how this game has sold roughly in the neighborhood about almost 43 um, million units for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yeah, 43.35 million units, literally. And we have like 103-ish or so million units of Switch that have sold roughly. We're almost close to 50 million. So it's almost to a one-to-one ratio, like for basically every two people that might have owned a Switch, Roughly about one person, one out of those two people that own the Switch, about owns Mario Kart. That's where you hit people because most of the time, most Mario Kart pl- players are probably playing online against you know their friends or against you know other people randomly online and stuff. By the time you put that in an Animal Crossing that has like 37.62 million units up in there, you're hitting a lot of different people that possibly have one of those games and probably are playing the game online. Now if you get the expansion pack, you get that DLC from Mario Kart 8 Booster Pass for free. I had the expansion pack. I was ready to dish out my 25 bucks. Now I don't have to worry about it. It's just gonna be a free update that's given to me. Yes, at the very end of the day, um, once the Switch Online service, you know, like internet features as a whole shut down for the Switch, like how they did with the Wii way back in the day, when that shuts down, I'll dish out my 25 bucks so that way I have the stuff locally on my console. It just basically kind of delays when I'm going to purchase this DLC. That's the way how I personally view it, though. But at least here in the meantime, because I know I still want to play my N64 games because I hadn't played and finished Ocarina of Time. You know, Banjo-Kazooie, I was working on that because that was a game I never played before, Um, as well as Paper Mario. The Paper Mario on N64 is pretty good, though. But yeah, so honestly, it's some really good stuff right there and man that's how you start adding value to the nintendo switch online um expansion pack and honestly based upon all these things i'm like man we're really looking at a brand new nintendo i got me the idea of making a certain video which you might see uh, a couple weeks from now drop out on the channel um depending on you know depending on when i record and all that stuff I, I haven't recorded i just have to go through there and edit it and stuff like that though but here in the next couple weeks you'll you'll hear some of my thoughts about how we're probably seeing a brand new nintendo that's 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 just a little sneak peek peek for what I have in store for the channel here in the future, though. But anyway, that is just amazing stuff. So when everybody was thinking we're going to get Mario Kart 9 or Nintendo Kart, and Nintendo was like, no, sucker, we've been selling this Mario Kart game for such a long time. Y'all still keep buying it in droves. We're going to add this DLC, so we're going to get even more people invested to buy the game and then turn around and buy the online expansion pack. Because you're still going to want to play this game online, but that way you technically will save yourself some money. So I'm like, well, shoot. I'm like, yeah, because think about it. Let's say if a brand new person wants to buy Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and they want to have everything in the game, they got to buy Mario Kart 8 itself. That's like 60 bucks. we are going ahead and negate that, because no matter which way you do out of these two different options I'm about to break down, you're going to have to pay that 60 regardless, assuming you don't get it on sale or anything like that. Now, if you want to get the booster course pack, it's... 25 bucks for itself. And then let's say you want to play it online and you just want to do the basic tier. That's an additional 20 more bucks. 25 plus the 20, you're spending 45 bucks. 45 bucks on top of your baseline cost of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe when you buy it. However, upgrade that 45 bucks by just five more bucks and just get the expansion pack. Instead, you get the online service and you get the DLC included for it on top of that, if you happen to own Animal Crossing, you get that DLC for free, and you get N64 games and Genesis games included with it. Now, do y'all see where this is kind of going? The more DLC and stuff they start putting up in here, especially for some of their big time hitters, it's just going to add more value to the expansion pack, especially when they start putting more games in the N64 itself, as well as in the Genesis, and then you keep adding more DLC up in there. Oh gosh, this, this is getting crazy right here. This is getting crazy though. But yeah, that, that's just a little food for thought, just for y'all thinking about this though. But yeah, definitely one of the biggest and most surprising things that was announced in this Nintendo Direct, or at least what I would like to say, because you know Nintendo always likes to do that. Plus one more thing, they like to add to this, um, like to add to the presentation before we go. And honestly, I should have mentioned this. I I knew they were gonna probably start the start off the presentation with Fire Emblem. And I thought they were gonna end the game off with something Xenoblade related. And I see this dude over here and he's playing this flute. And instantly I looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh. This is a brand new Xenoblade game. I was like, oh my gosh, I started flipping out. And my reaction is up on the channel. I didn't have like my, my ideal setup or like how I like to react or whatever done. I have been working on some tweaks with it though. But my reaction is up on there with some of my other friends I was hanging out on Discord watching the presentation with. Though. So you can watch that though. But I was popping off, probably more so than what the mic could ever possibly catch, though. And goodness, this game looks absolutely sick. Because I was was looking at this, I was like, bruh. And they did confirm that this is going to be building off of some of the worlds that were established in Xenoblade Chronicles 1 Definitive Edition, as well as Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Because you can see in there, um, you see some people that are kind of, you know, designed similar to... Um, Melia from Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, and then you see some people that are designed closely, which is our main character in this series, um, Tania that we know in Xenoblade Chronicles Two, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's just kind of like a mixing blending pot of all of this stuff. And there's honestly so much to unpack within this game, that or not or technically this game, but for this announcement trailer that I'm not going to be able to talk about all of it in this discussion or within this um, podcast episode because I am planning on roughly around maybe tomorrow, so if all the schedules realign and stuff, I plan on discussing this game uh, with my good friend Sonic Q as well as um, maybe somebody else that might manage to pop up in there. Who knows? But at least it's going to be me and Sonic Q. Maybe Mario. I know Mario's a big Xenoblade Chronicles fan as well, though. So, yeah, so we do plan on doing a discussion video for this. So hopefully it will drop out sometime later on um, this week, maybe Thursday or Friday ish. Maybe I'm not entirely sure. It depends on if we record on time and it depends on how quick I'm able to run through and edit the video and whatnot, though. But yes, do expect a Xenoblade Chronicles um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 discussion on um, based on everything we know that happens in this trailer and then some of our knowledge of what happened in the previous first two games. So if you haven't played the first two games, they did mention that, yes, with Xenoblade Chronicles 3, you will still be able to enjoy it as like a brand new fan. But if you happen to play the first two games that are on the Switch, you can get them both, you're going to pull even more so out of it than if you just went in cold and just went straight to Xeno 3. So, yeah. So, honestly, some really good stuff um, from this thing. And I was thinking, oh, okay, this game is coming out. Um, it, it could be announced, um, announced now out in the year 2023. No, this sucker is coming out in the month of September. I looked at that mess. I was like, no, Nintendo, you have got to be kidding me, man. I'm like, that's sick. That's just insane, man. I was like, man, we don't have to wait too much longer after that. And I was just looking back at this presentation. They said most of these games that are announced are going to be primarily for games that are um, for the first half of the year. They were pretty much right. The only two games was like Alive Alive, which is in the month of July, missing it by one month. Assuming if, you know, the first half of the year only goes up to June. And then you have Xenoblade Chronicles 3 announced for September. Which is like three months after the end of June. So we don't have to wait too much longer. And I thought this was going to be, if it did sneak into this year, I thought it might be like a December game similar to Xenoblade Chronicles 2. But that is not the case with this one. So honestly, some really good stuff. I'm loving the designs of all the characters so far. And I I, I don't want to say too much... Um, beyond just like my initial raw reactions because I know we're going to do the deeper dive within our Xenoblade Chronicles 3 um, discussion later on in the week though. But man, if y'all are a fan of this series, y'all got to let me know in the comments. Are you hyped for this? Was this something that came out of left field? And I was actually looking back at some of my previous discussions like when I did like a review-ish discussion with Sonic Q and I did mention and call out, I said, like, this game has a decent chance of being um, announced or slash revealed in the year of 2022. And I was spot on about that mess. I was like, oh my gosh. But anyway, though, what a way to end out that Nintendo Direct. And what a way to just overall as a whole entire presentation as a whole, this, this was just absolutely outstanding. In terms of where I would actually rank this, um, rank this um, this Nintendo Direct, i think i would give it roughly about an a minus i feel like that's where in the neighborhood of where i probably would put this at because i feel like i mean even the september direct from last year was a really good one and i was like dang that that's just that was really good it was pretty solid I Had the, the mario movie announcement stuff i felt like that kind of carried it for me because man <laughs> there was just a crazy amount of stuff up in there though and then you had that you know the Bay three and stuff like that but then you start looking at all these games that we're getting twenty twenty two. And notice how many of them are sequel games. Like, Xenoblade 2 to... I mean, not Z- Yeah, Xenoblade 2. The Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, then you got Breath of the Wild, the Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Something that did not even get showcased off in this direct. It was in the previous direct. Compared to the, you know, Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle we had in 2017. And then you look at Splatoon 2 to Splatoon 3. While, yes, we don't have a confirmed Mario Odyssey sequel, we had some things that similar capture mechanics being played out within the Kirby game in the in the in the Forgotten Land, so yes, a lot of different games and series that are getting technically sequels from 2017 to 2022. Man, this this is some kind of different Nintendo, and I will be talking about that in a future video here on my channel, though. But man, man, this this direct, I'm still not over this direct, man, man. Mario Strikers, Xeno, uh Xenoblade Chronicles Three alive alive a thing that just came out of nowhere i wasn't expecting switch sports freaking switch sports a sequel to wii sports did i mention fire emblem warriors three hopes golly there there was just a lot of stuff they were just hitting on mario kart booster Pass. i mean my gosh there there was so much revealed at this nintendo direct and i just had to go back and watch the presentation a few more times just to make sure I did not miss anything. And boy, my wallet is gonna be hurting for the first half of this year. It is gonna be hurting. It's gonna be stinging like none other though, but oh my freaking goodness. Nintendo, y'all did well. Y'all did incredibly well for this one. Y'all knocked this one out of the park. And this is what you announced for a February direct to let us know the first half of the year. We still don't really know what's happening in the second half of the year outside of what could possibly be Bayonetta 3. What could be, um, what could be Breath of the Wild two, and then technically now Xenoblade Chronicles three. And outside of that, there's not one that's like dedicated to a pure holiday spot. Though Breath of the Wild two probably would be. But I imagine we probably would still get maybe one or two more solid, um, Nintendo IPs for the second half. So we don't know too much about the second half, but it seems like the first half is pretty stacked up. And you know, with most Nintendo, um, years. It seems like they're always heavy in the second half of the year and not too heavy in the first half of the year. And I felt like they just completely, you know, went against that. They're like, all right, we're going to give y'all some stuff to do in the first half of the year, especially around peak summertime. And I, I kind of, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's kind of making me look at my PlayStation 5. I'm like, bruh, I, I usually was like trying to plan on playing you between games, play games on there, between the games that I'm um playing on the Switch. Like if I got done with, um if i got done with dolly triangle strategy as soon as i'm done with that i'll play something on my playstation but then like when Kirby comes out if i was getting to that launch i'll play that i'll go, do back and forth now i'm looking at it, it's like dude when's the next time i might be able to play you um uh, once um uh, triangle strategy comes out i i don't know man i don't know first world problems right there i, I just don't know though but anyway Overall, some really good stuff that came out this week in terms of news, Nintendo Direct being the main primary thing, as well as some of the other quick news that I mentioned, as well as some other stuff that I didn't even have time to mention in this presentation, or within this um, within this actual golly, uh, Can't even think. That Nintendo is still pretty strong up in my mind. But yeah, everything else that happened within the Direct itself, though. But that's basically gonna do it in terms of all the gaming news. So we're gonna go ahead and move over um to our next little um transition so we're gonna do so about that show lately i've been going through and watching you know anime is what i normally like to do so you know what i was like there's a couple of things i've been watching that i wanted to go ahead and talk and iterate on or the main thing being um i've been watching a lot of um I've been watching a ton and i do mean a ton of demon slayer and currently right now i watch everything in the series from the, the mugen train arc as well as the entertainment district art i just have that one last episode to watch and and this arc has been absolutely phenomenal because i was like golly there, there was just so much stuff that was jam-packed in terms of the animation and stuff like like tanjiro and all of the fight that he had it's it's been going hard and, that, and I, man that studio, that animation studio really knows what they're doing um, with this stuff, though. And I only have one episode left. It is an extended finale, though. So I am looking forward to watching that probably sometime tonight Um, after I'm done with the Super Bowl, hopefully. That way I can go ahead and sit down and watch that, though. Because uh, And they also did confirm that they have another new arc, and it is confirmed. I have, you know, it's anime production, like all things, since Demon Slayer is popping off um, for a lot of different people, though. So, yeah, so we do have all of that to look forward to. And also, I know tonight... The dub for Attack on Titan, the final season, part two, is finally going to be out now or it's probably out right now, technically, but I'll probably be trying to watch that later on tonight because I actually went through and binged through all of Attack on Titan What was it? sometime last year, roughly around summer-ish time or something like that. I got hooked, got all the way caught up, and then I just had to wait. About six-ish or so months for them to finally do the second part of this finale season, though. But, yeah, so that's some of the anime stuff. Quite a bit of stuff. Oh, and also, I've been watching uh, My Dress up Darling. That anime is freaking funny and hilarious. I think I watched, what was it? There's like three episodes now out for the English dub. I've been really loving and enjoying that series as well. But that's just a few little things I've been watching, though. But y'all gotta let me know, as always, down in the comment section down below or just at me on Twitter. Is there anything that you've been currently watching, whether it's been anime or movies or anything else in between TV shows? And like I always say, if you have me the first person to comment in one of my comments in the comment section in the YouTube video version of the Zarcast podcast, I would try it out if I had the provide you know the service provider like if it's Netflix or something like that. I said I'll at least try out the first episode, whatever it is. If it's a movie, okay, we might jump to some more. Her- hurdles and hoops though but at least if it's a show especially if it's something on Funimation or Disney Plus or technically could be Netflix as well now I said I will try it out and let you know on the next podcast episode on whatever it is though so that's always still open for all about all y'all that might want me to try out something and you want to hear my honest thoughts on it so that is always there but yeah that's basically it in terms of what I've been watching here lately though so we'll go ahead and jump over to the segment of what you've been playing All right, so lately, in terms of what I've been playing, I just finished off Pokemon Legends Arceus here recently. And honestly, that game was absolutely phenomenal. I streamed the last three hours or so on my Twitch channel. And goodness, that game was something else. I really did enjoy it from start to finish. They get a little annoying at the end because some of those Spirit Tomb Whists were kind of hard to get because technically in order to finish the post game for the, you know, the battle and challenge Arceus to essentially challenge it and technically catch it, not trying to give away spoilers or anything like that. You have to go out and catch every single Pokemon in the decks. Guess that even includes Chilodon and Craniados that are only available in space time distortions. That's in the Mount Coronet region. So I even have to go back and hunt one of those two down and then going through and catching some of the legendaries, some of the ones that just run out in the open world in the post game. Some of that stuff is pretty insane and did get a sick new look at something I did not expect. And I won't say anything else beyond that, though. But you probably already know when I said legendary hunting and sick new twist. You probably already know which one, that one, that one that happened to be out there that I'm talking about that caught me out of left field. I was like, what the heck? I didn't think we we're going to get something new like that, though. That's all I would say as a little tease, but not really trying to give away spoilers or anything for that game, though. But honestly, a really nice, fun little game that I've been enjoying. Put about 65 ish hours into the game from start to finish all the way to the end of the post game. And I'm kind of glad I got that game done with. Surprised I was able to knock it out in two weeks. That's about the same amount of hours I put in that game as I did with Breath of the Wild. And Breath of the Wild took me a whole month. Maybe because I was in college at the time. I don't know. But anyway, a pretty good, phenomenal game. And now I'm currently working on um, Kingdom Hearts Birth By Sleep. And I've been streaming some of that on Twitch here lately. And uh, I- I've been liking and enjoying it so far. But then for some reason, I start I hit the Peter Pan world and then I started struggling on that. I was like, wait, what the heck is going on? Um, the way how they got the level scales and stuff like that. Like they have like a battle level system or combat battle level system something like that. It's different from Kingdom Hearts 2 where they say a recommended level, like what your character should be at. And it has like a battle system level or something like that. So it's like the scaling for those numbers is a little different. So I was like, oh, shoot, I guess I was doing chip damage to everybody. So I was like, well, I guess I need to go back to some previous worlds, grind, get some levels and whatnot, though, and then come back and try to do the Peter Pan world. Because I feel like I was doing chip damage to, like, most of the basic enemies out there. Like, like it was kind of getting pretty insane and whatnot, though. But, yeah, so honestly, it's a really good game so far. And I'm currently probably going to keep working on that game until um, Triangle Strategy comes out. And then I'll go back on the Switch and start playing that, though. Uh, of course I'll probably play occasional splatoon 2 match here and there with my good buddy bru or whatever though but that's late that's some of the games I've been playing here lately though but as always let me know in the comment section down below what all have you been playing lately and have you been playing anything that's pretty cool or pretty interesting or you still hooked on legends RC it's like how I was I mean, hooked on it pretty hard to the point where golly you're putting up quite a bit of time up in there you're always kind of looking forward to on um, whens that next game though but yeah, so that's basically it. I didn't pose a question for the uh, for the community question segment or anything like that on my Twitter, though. So I don't really have anything prepared here at the moment, though. But that's basically going to do it in terms of the re- um, terms of the end of my Zarcast podcast episode 26. So, oh, goodness, quite a bit of stuff that I went through and talked about. Direct was insane and stuff like that. Can't wait to actually see the confirmation or see that brand new look, maybe roughly around E3 time when we'll get a brand new look at Final Fantasy VII Remake and seeing everything that's going to be basically detailed out within that um, that first look. As long as everything goes according to plan, nothing gets delayed or anything like that. So, yes, yeah, so I am looking forward to that um, as well, though. So, oh, goodness, quite a bit of news. I'm just glad I kind of got through all of it, though. Kind of, you know... Kind of disappointed I wasn't able to talk about this with Sonic. I was hoping that he might have been able to make this presentation. It seemed like something caught him up or something like that last second, though. So, he wasn't able to kind of participate in the in the in this Zarkest episode going over to the the E3 directs or not yet. Why keep saying E3? Not the Nintendo Direct, um, stuff like that, though. But I do plan to have them there in terms of the Zealot Chronicles discussion. So you should be able to hear his voice um, on the channel here a little later on in the week if all things goes according to plan, though. But that's going to do it for the Zarkast episode 26, though. So remember, y'all, if you really like this podcast, make sure to go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and that bell if you're watching this on the YouTube version side of things. If you happen to be watching this on one of my podcast servers, whether that be Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, or even on the Amazon Music side of things, uh, make sure to go ahead and hit the like. Uh, go ahead and, you know, just share that podcast around. You can give me a little bit of review. Tell me what you liked in the show, what you don't like. I'm always open to um, constructive criticism and things of that nature, though. So, yeah, so I would like and very well appreciate all of that, though. That's going to do it for this episode, though. So uh, remember, y'all, until whatever Zarkast episode I make next, until my Zarkast episode 27, have a great day, a wonderful day. And uh, if you're watching the Super Bowl, uh, shoot, I don't know what new, new hot meme is going to come out of that halftime show or something like that. I don't know. It's going to be something good. It's going to be something good. So I, I am going to enjoy that. So all of y'all, have a great day. I'll see y'all next time on my Zarcats episode 27. Until then, adios.